0: And welcome to this week's episode of hashtag leadership what's on your mind remember we're a podcast to make you stop and think about your leadership journey by interviewing amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field so if you haven't already and you're watching us on the youtube channel make sure you hit subscribe or if you're listening to us on your podcast provider make sure you hit the follow button so today we are speaking to jill how are you
1: I'm wonderful thank you Stuart how are you?
0: Yeah I'm good thank you thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Um, a very heavily linked to collaboration and we were um, brought together by a recommendation which I always love mm-hmm. um, on through LinkedIn which is very much about connecting and linking together and um, we're going to talk about all things leadership and um, books all the uh, established author and um, I can't wait to get going. So as I hit the 20 minute timer Jill if you'd like to introduce yourself to the people who don't know who you are tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Well, apart from being a domestic goddess, um, I also am a business coach. Um, I have been in business since 1988 um, in a product-based business. Um, we still sell stationery today. Um, we've also got properties and business abroad. And um, I also have a passion for helping people to write their stories, their books, not not their novels, their, their fiction, but their real life that's going to help somebody else. That's the whole purpose behind my, my raison d'etre is how can we help as many people as we can on this planet. But my real passion that started as a bit of a conversation and has turned into something that's a global community is Collaboration Global. Um, And it's that space where I can see magic happen. It's that space where I see leaders emerge. uh, And it's that space where I see people get into action in order to help more and more people. And that just, that lights me up so that I feel like, yeah, that's a job well done.
0: Amazing. And, and then just from that, you can tell why we've got Joe on the podcast today. It's going to be a great <laughs> conversation now. So before we, we forget, let's do the, the three questions we ask everybody. Um, obviously, we're hashtag leadership, what's on your mind? What comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership?
1: Well, there's two schools of thought. I, I very much look at the world in t- two paradigms. There's the paradigm that's currently out there of fear, scarcity and competition. And that's where leadership is probably mostly um toxic um potentially corrupt uh, what's in it for me um and it's like they're not really caring about their staff uh and the people around them where in my world in the collaboration global world the paradigm is love and connection and abundance and when you have that environment you have enlightened leadership where the leader doesn't have to be top down, it can be uh, an organic leadership, and that's kind of what we have in the community, where people come to the fore when something is needed. It's like, yeah, I have a speciali- specialism in that, I know how to do that, shall we do this together, and then we carry on. So leadership going forward, and I think the um, the. Uh, pandemic has changed an awful lot of things in this world we are now seeing emerge this enlightened leadership where people are realizing that they have to care for their people first in order to get more things done and i think the old school um fear scarcity and competition paradigm doesn't fit anymore for the world that we are emerging into
0: yeah i've said uh, for well what is it 18 months now there's there's been a big shift um a a bit like the technology shift with the acceptance of what we're doing now. <laughs> and in mm-hmm. using the technology is exactly the same as the shift and nudge forward in leadership, which is um, fantastic to see as well as we know. Um, so staying with you personally, um, we ask guests to reflect Um, And it's amazing. I love seeing how far back we can go with this. So where do you think your leadership journey started? So whether it's on reflection now that we've asked you about it, or (laughs) sort of a light bulb moment at at the time, and how far back can we push you? How far back are we going?
1: Um two two times that distinctly um fit my memory is um one around collaboration, which to me collaboration is leadership because you're collaborating together and you have to take it in turns to emerge as a leader. Um, not necessarily the whole time. Um, So when I emerged as a leader was when I was four years of age um, and I saw somebody at my nursery school um, and a a little boy pulled a chair away from another little boy so that he when he was about to sit down so you know that old trick like someone's about to sit down pull the chair away and everyone laughs and I was like that's not nice why would you do that and I I basically went over and told him off why would you hurt someone that's just not nice And I look back at that and that was a kind of pinnacle moment of me going, it doesn't have to be like this. Just because everybody laughed, you don't have to follow the crowd. You Mm -hmm. have to be different. And I think I was brave enough to stand up and say to him, why are you doing that? I think he thought I was crazy. Um, And then fast forward to when I was uh, 26 and I just had my daughter. So I was a brand new mum and I thought I could do anything because I have just produced another human being. How clever am I? I've just had a miracle here all on my own. I'm a very clever woman. Uh, and then I was um, at a meeting at our local church and a lady who I'd never met who was 30 years my senior sat down and within three minutes pointed to me, stopped the whole room talking and said, that's a leader over there. That woman over there is a leader. like, no, 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 not me. <laughs> no, I can't. Although I felt empowered by this new miracle that I'd had, when somebody else pointed it out to me, I was very defensive because my upbringing had been be seen and not heard. So I was used to not being that that sort of front person. And then probably fast forward to 2012 and somebody else said to me, it's time you stepped up. And that was the name of my coaching company, Steps to Success. And I'm like, yes, you're damn right. Now is the time. And I can't when I see injustice, when I see inequality, when I see uh, anything that's not right. As a 16 year old, I yelled at two men fighting in the street to stop them and they stopped fighting because they were so shocked that this young girl would be yelling at them uh, to stop fighting so it's different times throughout my life I can see and I do believe that people have it within them but it can also be learned I don't think you have to go yes she's been a born leader no you can pick it up you can learn it you can move into it you can move into that space to make a difference
0: amazing I love that yeah because again talk about having an impact yourself along your journey but also I think that might be one of the youngest ages we've gone back to on the (laughs) podcast which is I love that we've been we surprise some people some some people have and surprise themselves sometimes when you look at the foundations of who you are now as Mm -hmm. a leader and and they do go back all the way to the the environments and your behaviors and attitudes that you had at that such a young age so amazing Mm -hmm. and then so impacts on your your own journey from external so have there been any events or people that have had a big impact on your journey so whether it's be positive or negative mm-hmm. where, where would we go and who, who would you um, say
1: um yeah i think um externally the people i have never met would be someone like simon sinek um the minute i heard his um the power of why um it just and i'm i'm everyone gets really annoyed with me because any little quote that he does i'm not splashing that all over the place because i just think he's got it what i don't think he's got and i'll say this out loud and i'll say it to his face when i get to meet him is that he's missing the next step he's got all the way up to we know why we're doing something and we're being leaders and we're being strong leaders and we're being enlightened leaders and we're being empowered leaders but he's missing the collaboration step so one day i'll get to tell him that um More locally, um, I think Daniel Priestley, if anybody's come across Daniel who runs Dent um, and he's called it Dent to make a dent in the world, which fills my heart with joy. Um, I did some work with him on his KPI program. KPI, not for uh, key performance indicators, but a key person of influence. And he's had a huge influence on my life because I see him walking the talk. I love what he's doing with his life and how he leads his life um, and how he treats his children. Um, and even when we were going down to zoom when we were all in lockdown he said okay we all know now that we've got different circumstances but we all have colleagues in our lives that might interrupt us (laughs) while we're at work he said whether your colleagues are four-legged or two-legged he said I'm making I'm apologizing in advance if I have to go and talk to my colleagues and literally about an hour in uh, his one of his children daddy daddy can you come and see my picture and he's like "Um, excuse me one of my colleagues to talk to him. and and he went off and we could hear this conversation and it's like I don't know 40 people on the call you could hear this conversation oh darling that's a beautiful picture but I'm I'm talking at the moment can I come and have a look at it properly in a little while would that be all right okay daddy and he came back and said I do apologize my colleague and all of us were like oh our that's hearts brilliant. were melting you know it's like that's it it's being real and yeah. as a real leader and somebody that is walking the talk you know I just I applaud the man so he's definitely been an influence on my life but do you know what everybody in our community um i do a podcast as well being human hidden depths and every single person in that community has been interviewed on that podcast and they've got amazing hidden depths and whilst i think i know them i have that conversation like wow and I'm inspired. I just, every single one of them has potential for leadership and is being a leader already. It's just phenomenal.
0: Fantastic. Do you know, I love the reframing of that because I've got four of my own colleagues downstairs now <laughs> working on the, I would say working on the business. I could be getting them to do all sorts of things. Like little oh, yeah. logos. It's, as we record this, it's still the summer holidays. So um oh. it's funny the challenges I have with some colleagues. I love that. I'm going to use that, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, yeah. But Like I say, everybody on the call, nobody was like, oh, goodness, say it can't he get his can't he get his nanny to look after them or whatever everyone's like oh so."
0: and and like you said it's reality isn't it and sometimes we um have this without even knowing it quite a negative reframe on it as in it's a worry it's a panic and oh but then every if everybody's thinking the same why doesn't somebody reframe it and go well it's reality it's it's something we all have to deal with so yeah love that i love that so um, collaboration. The reason why it sort of really um, spoke to me was when people are in leadership positions on their leadership journeys, sometimes they, and a lot of the time, they do feel quite alone and quite isolated, and quite um, lots of different ways you can say this regards to feeling like they have to have all the answers and, and speaking up or being coached as a sign of weakness. All those sort of things that you you come across. Um, And again, in my world of, we work with very high performers at the high performance level, it's almost expected and welcomed and needed to have external points of view and different inputs, et cetera. So tell us a little bit about collaboration and why it's so important for people to be welcoming and looking for collaboration.
1: Well, I think it's a sign of confidence in yourself when you are open to collaboration. And I'm not talking about the collaboration. It's like, well, if I work with you and you work with me, and then you can have 50%, but and I'll have 40% and we'll get somebody else. It's not about the the deal that you're doing. It's about the impact that you are making and what you can learn about yourself and about each other. It's connecting and coming together, but you can't collaborate unless you know who the hell you are. So in leadership, if you've done some work on yourself, you feel more confident and resilient in order to help other people. And if you've got a workforce or even your clients to be able to go to them and say, what do you think about this? I've been thinking about this and having that sounding board. Even your cleaners in the office will know some of what's going on in your company that you could be able to go to and say, what do you think about that? Is that working for you? If you were to buy this product, you've know, you got people you can talk to, but if you're feeling... I have to have all the right answers. I'm in charge. I'm the one that's supposed to know this stuff. You're you're gonna be shutting yourself down because there is so much talent to be had in a collaboration. But if you're in a room of a collaboration and people are worried about their jobs, worried about um, the competition in the room, if I speak up, he might steal my idea, she might take my IP, whatever it is, you're never gonna get true collaboration. And true collaboration is putting everything on the floor and saying, right, what's the best bits? What can we take? And being allowed to say, do you know what I'm just having a really bad day? Um, I'm not gonna do this today. Is it right if I do it tomorrow? This has happened, uh, or even, oh no, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm so sorry, I did this thing and I didn't mean to, and this happened, and and you start again. Because if your collaboration is all about competition and protecting yourself and not sharing and not being who you truly are, your authentic self, you're gonna end up along every collaboration, there's that little weak point where things can happen and somebody might get cross and somebody might get triggered, throw their toys out the pram. And nine times out of 10, that collaboration is done, finished, gone, you can't retrieve it, it's over. But If you come from a true collaborative space where you're coming from a basis of love and you think, wow, somebody's got an intemper tantrum, Are you okay? Rather than, well, you you said this and I said that, and retaliation. So if we respond rather than react, we can get the collaboration to the end line. We can learn from the bits broken. We all know friendships where we've had a flaming row and we've either left the friendship and it's over and you kind of miss it. Or you've had a flaming row and you've said sorry and you've made it better and the relationship is stronger because of it. Yeah. So collaboration in the grown-up sense is to be able to have those difficult conversations But you can't really go there unless you learn about yourself, what triggers you, what are your limiting beliefs, you know, what are the things that are going to be your no-go island. I don't want to stretch my comfort zone that far, thank you very much, where we feel uncomfortable. But being able to say that is really powerful. And it's this um, element of a self-organizing organization where people pop up to be the leader in the area where they are genius. The leader at the top doesn't have to know everything. They've got people for them. But if that leader comes down and becomes part of the people, they can all share on an equal footing and then magic truly can can come out. So that's why for me, collaboration is is the answer to all of our problems in the world. There is no problem in this world that there isn't already a solution for. And the reason we're not getting there is people aren't coming together to collaborate.
0: Yeah. And when you saying that as well, I kind of reflected internally then about a lot of the work that we all do as coaches companies etc is everything fits in for me to the category of the basic of communication um internal mm-hmm. external giving mm-hmm. and receiving of feedback so feedback and communication as an overarching topic show up all the time and it's exactly what you were just saying then about so my my question came then to so obviously people listening to this knowing that that and it's easy to say and say so that's a good thing to do, but what, what would you say that in your experience of um being in this world and helping people, what are the first couple of things that somebody can maybe nudge themselves out of where they are now hmm. into, uh, I need to, that sounds brilliant. I need to do more of that. How what and, and it will be simple things, won't it, that people go, why well, don't I always do that? But what would you say people need to do to start actioning that?
1: Well I think whenever you're having a meeting with a new group of people, this probably rarely happens but tell each other what your values are what's important to you and not only important in life but also important for the group and a lot of people haven't sat down recently they might have done it maybe five years ago as an exercise when your coach told you what your, you know asked you what are your values but probably do it once a year and just work out your top three values and there's exercises you can do online if you want to get a hold of me i can give you exercise you've probably got them as well where you can kind of hone down from 15 down to three uh, values And share those. So, when you're going into a collaboration or you're just working with colleagues, they know what's important to you. They know that, oh, Jill hasn't been on a training course for a long time, and education is one of her values. And maybe we should see if we can orchestrate that so that she's feeling acknowledged, feeling valued, and feeling seen. It's those little things that can go a long way. And then, if you're going into a collaboration and those values are shared, that will stop half of the problems down the line because people are aware of it, they can go back to it, they can refer it. Yeah, and then, and then also obviously knowing your purpose along the way as well, and sharing that.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Um, so I'm conscious that we've got four minutes left. These these great conversations fly by. <laughs> I love it, yeah. but it, it's the time restriction. But um, so I want you to tell us a little bit about. Um, you're an author. You help other people author their stories. I want to give you a little bit of time to just explain a little bit about the books that you've written Um, because we spoke about them before we jumped on. I know Mm -hmm. they're full of useful things for people to go in and and action and start to involve themselves in that lifelong learning journey. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you get up to in that world.
1: Okay. Um, So my books um, is one's a business book called Step Up from um, Desperation to Inspiration in 12 Simple Steps. It's a business book. It's very simple, but it's one of those things that if you follow the steps, your business will look very different. Um, I I love keeping things really clear and easy and short and sweet. I don't I'm not into deep, complicated stuff. The second one is about um, why you should collaborate. um, And that's called making of a movement. Um, And that's basically my story of how I became passionate about collaboration, but also why it's so valuable in this world. The third one is a book about love, and that is a collaboration in itself. I felt a bit silly. Um, I haven't. I love writing books. I help people write their books, but I'd never collaborated on a book. So how can you write about collaboration and never <laughs> collaborate on a book? So I went and did that. It was fantastic. I loved it. I did that with uh, the help of Andrew Priestley. Funny enough, and that's a book about love. So if you read my chapter in that, it's all about um, how I fell in love with my husband. And then the final one is together, we can do something wonderful, um, which is the how to collaborate. It tells you the, the profiles, the 12 profiles that you need, not the personality profiles to collaborate, but the profiles that you adopt for responsibility within a collaboration. That's There might be 12 profiles, but uh, if there's only three of you, oh, surely I can I can only do three profiles. Well, you as time goes on throughout the, the project, you end up doing all of them in one way or another, but they are responsibilities to ensure that the collaboration goes well. As well as talking about values and purpose and, and what goes wrong. You know, I've been in collaborations that went horribly wrong. <laughs> you know, we all speak from experience, don't we? So, one of the things I love to do, and I will do to the day I die, is help people get the book that's inside of them out into the world. So, I help people get to the first draft, and that to get to the first draft, you have to need to know why you're writing the book, what you're passionate about, who you're writing it for, an individual, because when we read a book, we're reading it as though somebody's written to us. -hmm. Uh, And we're reading it for them. Uh, So we find out the individual, uh, we find out where the book's going to take us. We find out how to get it to number one at Amazon. uh, And we do a plan. And once the plan is done, everything is easy. And you talk about being dyslexic, easily help dyslexic people because it's getting that plan done, which is lots of little things. And then the rest, it can be done by a ghostwriter. If you've got your plan sorted, they can do it in a blink of an eye. If you're if you're that badly dyslexic. So I've helped all sorts of people to write their book, but when they do their book launch and it all goes out there, i like, oh, it's heaven, absolute heaven, because that book will then help many, many, many more people. And that's the bottom line of what I'm about. How can I help? What can I do? So the other thing, as I say, I'm passionate about is Collaboration Global. So if anybody wants to come along to a session and meet some amazing people and meet some leaders for the future and for now and be inspired and have a good chat with these people, uh, we meet on the last Tuesday of every month, um, three till five UK time. Um, and just find us on Eventbrite, look for Collaboration Global or go to collaborationglobal.org. Um, that's our website and you can book straight from there as well.
0: Fantastic. So, yeah, good. Uh, all those links are going to be in, <laughs> in the show notes as well so guys can click Thank on you. and go and check you out. And I was just thinking as you were saying about the book then that we've been talking about um, digital leadership and having that impact on others around you without being in that tell phase and, and writing books, being on podcasts, speaking creating this digital and platform that you can actually go and share your stories is a great way In the in the new world of how do you impact people, how do you inspire people, how do you share your story, and 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 writing a book is one of those things. So, Mm. so Jill, thank you so much. We're out of time, and that thank you so much for joining us today. Um, It's another one of those episodes that's flown by because it's it's great content. So thank you so much. So ladies and gents, if you enjoyed that, make sure you hit follow on the podcast provider. Make sure you follow us and subscribe on the YouTube channel. And every Wednesday at 6am, we have an amazing person coming in and sharing their story and their expertise. So as ever, if you've liked this episode, make sure you um, comment and, and tell us what you liked about it. It's great to see everybody's different takeaway. Um, it's different, every single comment that we see. So it's fantastic. So Jill, thank you so much again.
1: Thank you so much, Stuart. It's been an absolute joy chatting to you. Not long enough.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gents, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye.